Welcome to the Balanced Being Podcast with Guni Sodi. Your life made simple. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Balanced Being Podcast with Guni Sodi. I hope you guys are all staying healthy, happy, and vibrant as you know things have been changing, and I do believe things are also progressing forward for the better. Today, I have with me a very special guest and somebody I've gotten to know recently and we actually sat on a virtual panel for the local board here in Dallas together and we just kind of hit it off with with things that we're both passionate about of course the foundation being Ayurveda but also other things just about our stories around health and everything and with that I'd like to introduce Gori Jun Arkar she is a author, international keynote speaker, nutrition and Ayurveda wellness expert, and she's the founder and director of Ayur Nutrition. It's an integrative and holistic wellness practice in the DFW area. Her expertise includes so many things, but nutrition, diabetes education, Ayurveda, Panchakarma, and Ayurveda therapies. We both share the love of kind of how we got into it when we were influenced at a very early age, which I'll let kind of Godi get into a little bit more. and. As I was mentioning, you know, it kind of inspired her to do a master thesis research on dietary curcumin and its effect in melanoma and skin cancer. So there's so much to share here. I believe you're going to find this so valuable. We're going to get into so many things, but some of the things that I want to really get into with Gauri is kind of the importance of nutrition and what Ayurveda believes around nutrition, the mind-gut connection, the importance of massage. She talks about panchakarma. And, and all of that. So I'm super excited to have Gauri on the podcast. Gauri, thank you so much and welcome. Thank you so much, Gauri, for having me here. Yeah. Was there anything else in the introduction on the highlights that we're, I'm going to get into the story, but that I missed? You introduced me perfectly, uh, Gani. I mean, you definitely uh, brought out my passion about Ayurveda and nutrition and how we actually integrate Ayurveda with nutrition and, uh, you know, that's basically it. Wonderful. As I always do, Godi, I love to talk and learn more about where their passion originated from. And I remember when we were originally talking on the phone, I shared kind of my story of how I was impacted with Ayurveda. But I would love for you to let the audience and the listeners know, you know, where was your first real inspiration or curiosity with Ayurveda? You know, I was born and brought up in Mumbai, in India. And growing up, one of the things I, I remember that we grew up with Ayurveda. Our mm-hmm. grandmoms, our moms always had a lot of those, you know, those remedies and things always for us. Um, you know, so if we wanted to, we had a tummy ache and things, you always um, would go to my grandma or my mom would say some, um, you know, give us some of those Ayurvedic herbal remedies and things. But one incident that is really close to my heart, I remember that really inspired me to go deeper and into Ayurveda and learn more about this wonderful uh, science. I remember I was um, helping my mom prepping meal, you know, cutting some vegetables and things. While I was cutting vegetables, I, I think I was not careful. I just had a little cut on one of my fingers. I started bleeding and I started wondering, uh, what do I do now? So then my mom said, you know what, why don't you just take a pinch of turmeric and just dab it where you have a cut? It should um, just heal in a couple of days. And I started wondering, you know, how would something that is an everyday spice like turmeric, how is that going to really help with the healing? I said, you know what, 
I'm going to rely on what mom said. I'm just going to follow her instructions. Went and you know washed my hands, dabbed it dry, and then took turmeric and just dabbed it on the cut I had. And in a couple of days, I was just amazed to see that the cut was completely healed. And that totally intrigued me. And that was something like a, you know like a light bulb. You know something as simple as turmeric just completely healed my cut. So why not? Tell there was more into you know what is this you know, about these herbs these the spices and then my mom explained that turmeric is one of the most potent Ayurvedic spices Ayurvedic herbs and it's been studied in Ayurveda for thousands of years and there's a lot of studies and things with uh, turmeric too and that intrigued my curiosity to learn more about Ayurveda you know I formally got trained into Ayurveda I got my degree in Ayurvedic medicine was um, trained as an Ayurvedic physician in India for some time. That's how I started more of my journey, especially with Ayurveda and, you know, what it all has to offer. Thank you so much for that. It's always so interesting to hear the, the, how everything comes around in full circle. I mean, it's imagine a, a cut that inspired you and then the spice of curcumin, turmeric. And, and it's just such an interesting story. And I guess what happens is your experience changed you or intrigued you to go further. And it's the same thing that happened to me as well. And I, I always encourage people, and I think maybe go to you agree that it's different when you hear it and you are kind of said, okay, okay, yeah, it sounds good. But then when you experience it, it is something completely different. And that to me is, is what resonated with kind of our story. Cause I could hear in your, in your voice that you're just like so intrigued by this. And it may have been something that you maybe perhaps thought was almost like a miracle, you know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, I was so intrigued. I will tell you, Bunny. I mean, as I said, you know, just a small pinch of turmeric and who would have thought of it, you know, just dab it on your, on that cut and it's going to heal a couple of days. And, and that is like, as I said, it was a light bulb. Um, you can see like a you know, miracle thing and just totally got me into the Ayurvedic pack. I believe what you kind of have focused on and what we'd really discussed earlier was around nutrition. And that's kind of why I was just so intrigued to have this conversation with you is to find out more about how important nutrition is. You know, the whole mind-gut connection where, you know, even Ayurveda stresses that as many diseases are, are formed as a result of what we eat, our diet is so crucial. The less ama we have, the better, the, the inflammatory issues that come with it. So can you kind of discuss with us and go through how important nutrition is and what Ayurveda believes around nutrition and diet? Let me talk a little about, you know, with Ayurveda, everything is very personalized. It's a very personalized approach. One of the concepts with Ayurveda is the concept of Agni, which is a digestive fire. And what we believe in Ayurveda is that as long as a digestive fire, Agni is strong, Basically, your strength, your health, your immunity, everything is related to that. So when you talk about the gut theory, it's not really a new theory. It's really what Ayurveda has been talking about for thousands of years. It's basically everything is related to your gut, the way we digest different foods, the way we assimilate different nutrients, absorb different nutrients. So, so Agni is an important concept, which is basically having a strong digestion, a digestive fire. Different things that affect our agni, you know, our stress affects it, the way we eat different uh, foods, you know, a lot of times, you know, uh, our routine has an effect, so that can affect our agni. The other concept in Ayurveda also is based that all our foods are, should be more individualized according to our dosha time. 
So dosha in Ayurveda, as we believe, is that every person is born with a particular prakriti or a dosha type. So again, since different people have different prakritis based on the dosha type, our foods also need to be more individualized for our dosha type. So again, it becomes more like a personalized aspect. The other thing Ayurveda also talks about is including foods with six different tastes. And these are basically your sweet, your salty, sour, then you have your pungent, bitter and astringent. So before modern nutrition actually discovered different nutrients and minerals and things, Ayurveda talked about creating a balance in our meals by having foods with all these different six tastes in a daily basis. The other concept also that Ayurveda emphasizes is that, you know, different seasons are doshas, these energies in our body or body physiologies, a lot of times will go out of balance. And we also want to make changes to our diet based on the different seasons as well. So a perfect example would be, let's say in winter, in winter, it's, we want to have fruits are more warming in nature. So again, we see a lot of nuts and things which, um, which actually can increase the body heat. In summer, we see a lot of foods uh, which have more of the water element in them. And you know, in summer, a lot of times there's a lot more heat, a lot of more of what we call pitta and things in the body as well. So we want something that's more cooling in nature. So Ayurveda, it becomes a very personalized approach to nutrition. The other thing I would also talk about is including a lot of uh, you know, freshly cooked foods, a lot of different spices to bring a lot more of those uh, health benefits. You know, it's more of a synergistic effect when you include different spices along with a lot of those foods and things as well. So when you think about Ayurveda and the Ayurvedic nutrition aspect, it's a lot about creating a balance with our meals on a daily basis as well as on the seasonal aspect as well. I really liked and enjoyed how you said about the six tastes. I've also read that the importance of gathering the six tastes is to satisfy not only the six tastes, but then also to kind of have avoid that snacking craving. You know, when you are fulfilling all six kind of tastes, the likelihood of snacking is mitigated. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's what we find a lot of times when we have just, you know, when our food are geared to just a couple of tastes, a lot of times we see a lot of people having more of those cravings and things. And the moment we bring all those tastes, all those foods back into balance with having all the food with different six different tastes, a lot of times we see that balance aspect coming back. Absolutely. And I think it's so crucial what you were also mentioning is really kind of understanding the type of foods that are right for us. Each of us, in, as Ayurveda says, is a unique individual. And I think it's just as important for people to find out about their relationship with food. How can they do that? How, how can somebody maybe for the first time listening, go to, how can they find out what are the right foods for me and maybe what are the foods I need to avoid? So the easiest thing I would tell you is that if you have, if there's an Ayurvedic practitioner located their city, it's always better to talk to an Ayurvedic practitioner who can actually make a plan, uh, even recommends foods based on the dosha type, look at, you know, what the doshas are. But a lot of times, you know, people get confused between a concept of what is what we call the prakruti, and there's another concept called as vikruti, which is basically when your doshas get out of balance. So you want to make sure that you're talking to an Ayurvedic practitioner and getting, you know, all those recommendations. First of all, deciding again what is your dosha type, and again, I'm getting recommendations based on the dosha type about the foods and the lifestyle that are more individualized for the person. Absolutely, I I agree with that. It's just 
And I think also, you know, just doing the whole routine, you'll find out a lot more when you, you know, go in and talk to an Ayurvedic practitioner or even visit somebody, you know, not a lot of times now we're doing the telehealth thing. So you can even find out over there, you know, I think there's lots of assessments you can take and even questions. So you'll find out beyond even the diet, you can even find out about certain habits that, you know, like Gaudi was mentioning earlier, can cause stress eating. And that's also, you know, not a healthy as well. And that's kind of wanted, what I wanted to get into next, Gaudi, is the mind-gut connection. It plays a huge role. As, as you were saying, you know, it's, it's not a theory. There's studies. I absolutely 100% agree. There's so many studies now coming out showing about the whole microbiome and how important the microbiome in the gut is and how it relates to the mind and, and how, you know, a lot of the feel-good hormones, serotonin, and everything else that helps you feel good is also produced, you know, it starts with the gut as well. So can you talk about that connection, especially now that people are quarantined, people are at home, maybe activity is not as much as it used to be, and just the stress is through the roof because of the current situation. And that does get a lot of people to pick up that junk food or pick up the not so healthy option. So can you talk a little bit about the gut mind connection here, please? So when you talk about the gut and brain connection, or what I say, the gut brain axis, one of the things, you know, when I was reading one of the things and um, is the, the amount of neuron that are there in the gut as well. And the neurotransmitters that we produce in the gut, you know, we always are connected. You know, it's, it's a two way thing. It's going to the, to the brain and from the brain to the, to the gut. And one interesting thing I just came up, I was reading about is, you know, the stimulation of vagus nerve and how the vagus nerve actually, you know, can um, create more of these, this stimulation for the gut and its relation further. The other thing also, when it comes to the gut and the brain, is a lot of time when I, when I talk to a lot of my clients, I say, you know, when you, when you think about stress, where do you actually feel those butterflies? You're going to feel those butterflies in your stomach. A lot of time, you know, that anxiety, that stress, a lot of time, the first reaction is going to in the gut. A lot of time, there's a lot of this, you know, you will cringe your gut, there's a lot of cramping. A lot of times, our digestion may get affected with that. The way we absorb or metabolize different nutrients can also be affected. So again, um, when it comes to the gut and the brain, one of the important factors we have also come across is the stress. So making sure that you know, if you're encountering a lot of stress, in your life, making sure that stress management becomes an important part of our wellness plan. The other thing also I wanted to uh, talk about when it comes to our gut is the what we call the microbiome. And the variety of the microbiome we have, few things, remember that, especially the small, short-chain fatty acids that are produced in the gut. In fact, certain vitamins are produced in the gut. So again, you know, having that variety in the microbiome is very important. And what promotes that variety in the microbiome is making sure that we are having variety with our foods, our spices, our freshly cooked foods, having a lot of those probiotics. And two important probiotics that Ayurveda really emphasizes a lot on, one is a yogurt and the other is the buttermilk. Including that in the diet also actually helps um, a lot with you know, a lot of those gut issues and things as well. So when it comes to the gut and brain connection, you know, it's that what they say, our gut is a second brain. So giving equal importance to our gut, making sure that we are eating our meals on time, making sure that we're including some of the variety of the fruits and vegetables, that fiber, a lot of the seasonal foods or spices is important. And that is what, again, coming back to Ayurveda is what Ayurveda we're talking about, is making sure, again, creating a balance in our meal, making sure that 
you are adding some of those seasonal foods in our meals, adding some of those spices in your meals to get all that benefit as well. I think you just touched on it beautifully is you gave some nice examples of some simple prebiotics or sorry, probiotics that you can take. And also they, you know, sometimes do function as prebiotics as well. In addition to that, you know, also a lot of the meals sometimes will function as enzymes. It helps break down the fats and just really help you absorb more of the the carbs. So it's really interesting how important the awareness around the mind gut connection is. And you said it so nicely. You said, where do you feel the stress? You know, the, the butterflies, the butterflies that you feel in the stomach do originate there. The nervousness, the anxiety, you know, that they say, trust your gut. That means it's not just an expression. It's, it's, it's the intuition. It's your body telling you and providing you signals. It's so interesting to me, Gwadi, whenever I have this conversation is these are subjects and elements that are taught. And I've, I've learned them through my father. But then when they're represented again, in a way that maybe you didn't think about, it's just it's so interesting how things connect and how it makes sense. I always say that, you know, the more I learn about Ayurveda, the more fascinated I am. And a lot of times I feel like what I've learned about Ayurveda is just the tip of the iceberg. You know, it's just so much more Absolutely. <laughs> than we actually know. I'd like to kind of move the conversation to something else interesting that I found about, you know, kind of what you do and what you do at Ayur, uh, Ayur Nutrition. And, you know, we'll get into kind of how people can learn more about it. But the beauty of Panchakarma is something that is near and dear to me. My dad does it at his clinic. My mom is a Panchakarma specialist. I've experienced Panchakarma myself. And I just kind of like to get into that, not just Panchakarma, but what is the importance, in your opinion, about massage? And, and maybe, you know, we could discuss Panchakarma yeah. and how it helps with the lymphatic drainage, how it helps with inflammation. And a lot of us are chronically inflamed in, in the United States. And how can this Panchakarma help with that and assist with that? Sure, sure. So let me talk first a little about Panchakarma. I'm going to want to Abhyanga and you know the if uh, what are the benefits of Abhyanga and things. Something I've seen in my practice. So um, when it comes to Panchakarma, what Ayurveda believes that you know twice a year, one in spring and one in fall, we definitely want to go through Panchakarma. Basically, these are the Ayurvedic cleansing process, and it helps to bring back into balance. Because what Ayurveda believes is that in spring, you know, your kapha goes out of balance in fall is a pitta that will pull out of balance. So again, the concept is to bring these doshas back into balance through the panchakarma with different Ayurvedic therapies and things, including a lot of times this Ayurvedic diet and all the things as well. Now, one of the therapies uh, when it comes to Ayurvedic therapies is the abhyanga. So abhyanga is basically what it call is a warm oil gentle massage. And usually why the abhyanga is um, recommended in Ayurveda a lot, because it actually works on the vata dosha. What we find is vata, I mean, think about vata, think about anything that creates movement in the body, for example, you know, the wind element and things. So, you know, the nerves, when you think about uh, the tissue that is synonymous with uh, vata, you know, the nerves, the joints, the bones. So again, abhyanga, the warm oil massage actually helps with, you know, calming down our nerves. The other thing is with abhyanga, what I found also is that abhyanga is a very gentle, relaxing massage. This gentle relaxing massage, um, you know, actually may help increase your lymph flow. And lymph system, we know, is just superficial, just below our skin. So even the gentle touch actually increases that lymph flow, increases the gentle, what you call the overall detox in the body. So the abhyanga we have found 
to be a really good therapy to add as a stress management aspect with a lot of the different um, you know, imbalances, different, different disease states and things we find in our practice. Uh, especially one of the things I definitely want to mention, especially for people with diabetes, we definitely include that as a stress management aspect. And one such example I want to give you is uh, when a, let's say the person comes in for the Ayurvedic optimal therapy, uh, we have this person uh, check his blood sugars before and after just to show the impact of stress. So after a 60-minute Ayurvedic Abhyanga massage, we find or find there is a lowering of, of blood sugars 30 to 40 points. And that's what we call an instant feedback for a lot of people to see that, you know, that stress response. And we find that a lot of times when we are stressed out, our body releases, you know, the hormone, which is, you know, cortisol. And a lot of times the cortisol can make, basically triggers our body thinking you need more energy. So glucose is released and we see and a lot of times um, increase in the blood sugar and things. So, you know, just including some of these smaller aspects like, you know, a daily massage and things as a stress management aspect also helps with the overall picture and the overall wellness of person. That's such an elaborate explanation of it. Would you also say that Shirudhara also is, is connected to everything as well, correct? Yes, yes. So Shirudhara, definitely. So Shirudhara, actually, we help. We see that a lot of times Shirudhara helps a lot with people, you know, you have the anxiety issues, they have any yep. sleep issues and things. So the, you know, the combination of Shiradhara with Abhyanka helps, again, a lot with the stress management aspect. I mean, we have seen that results coming in with uh, stress management. I mean, a lot of different things. Maybe it's, you know, just weight management. It's uh, uh, diabetes management. It may be just overall health. It may be sleep issues. So, so many different aspects Ayurveda can touch in a person's life. So that's why, you know, I love that Ayurveda is what we call a I call it the, the whole person science and looks at a whole person and not just a particular aspect. That's what makes it so interesting is, and so unique is, you know, Ayurveda actually takes the time to respect and understand the individual and not just look at them like what we shared earlier is kind of from that 30,000 foot level, examine them from the 30,000 foot level, but then go dive deep into the different cores and aspects of what makes them tick from the mental, emotional, physical spiritual and, and soul level. Every time we have a further discussion about Ayurveda and learn it more, I mean, I just get more and more intrigued and realize that I don't know much at all <laughs> about it. You know, and I'm so interested to learn more and more because it does connect so much to everyday thing. And, and sometimes people will ask me, Gaudi, like, what is something about Ayurveda that I may not know about and, and I may be misconstrued or, or it's a myth? And I always tell people, I'm like, well, you know, Ayurveda is a lot more simpler than what you may have heard. And the whole principle and is foundationally on balance and simplicity. And that's what makes it so beautiful is that a lot of times people don't understand. They could already be doing things that are Ayurvedically aligned, but just not aware of it. Absolutely. You know, a lot of times the, the questions I get a lot of times, you know, is it, you know, when it comes to the Ayurvedic uh, diet and things, is it, is it very restrictive? Is this something you think I'm going to be able to follow? And when we go through the process of understanding what exactly is this need of this uh, client who's come to me and where exactly he is in his process of understanding and his um, readiness to change and aligning things according to, again, some of the Ayurvedic principles and then making more personalized, they understand that there's some of the things they're already doing. So, for example, going for walks and things in the morning and things, you know, um, the early morning walks, um, getting the sun and things as well. So in a lot of the things they've already been doing, they're just not understanding that some of the aspects I've been talking about earlier too. No, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it's, 
it's so interesting to me of how, you know, a lot of times you, you are already doing it. It's just, you're just not aware. So, well, Gordy, it's been such a fascinating conversation. I know we can keep on going and there's so much more we can dive into. I know I'll, I'll, I'll want to have you back and we can cover another topic that you're really in, incredibly passionate about. But for the community, how can they learn more about what you do and more about Iron Nutrition? So please feel free to take this time to kind of let people know how they can connect with you, how they can learn about Iron Nutrition. And is it possible to have a, a consultation with you? Do you do stuff over the phone now with today's COVID-19 sure. environment? So the best way to connect with us, they can go to our website, is www.ironnutrition.com. They can uh, book in uh, the consults. We are offering telehealth consults for Ayurveda Wellness as well. We have different uh, programs as well that we're doing online. We are also coming with an online Ayurveda Spring Detox, a cleanse coming in just a few weeks that's completely online as well. So there are a lot of different things um, we're completely doing online. They can connect through our website. They can give us a call at 972-999-0203. Or they can follow us on the Instagram. They can like us on Facebook, which is at iNutrition as well. Wonderful. And Gauri, I cannot let you go without the famous end of the show. We have these fun questions. They're spontaneous. And they kind of, you know, just get, get to know the host a little different. and we don't really talk about the topic. It's just a fun kind of interaction. So the challenge here is to just kind of answer from the top of your head. So I don't give you too much time okay. to think. And that's what kind of makes it fun. Here's my first question. What is a book that you would like to pass on to your children's children? Autobiography of a Yubi. Oh, I love that. Beautiful. What is a quote that you live your life by every day? Live and let live. I love that as well. Favorite vacation spot? So far, Jamaica. Yeah, beautiful spot, beautiful place. Here's one where you can get honest. Favorite food, and it can be also a indulging in junk food as well. Don't worry, we're not judging. <laughs> <laughs> dark chocolate. Nice, yes, I love dark chocolate as well. And actually very health benefits as well. So not, not so, you know, not so junk foody at all. What is your favorite movie? It's a Hindi movie. It's uh, Joe Drita Bohmi Sekandar. Ah, nice movie, nice movie. How would you like people to remember Gauri Bai? As an Ayurvedic uh, healer. Gauri, thank you so much for joining us on the Balance Being podcast. If there's anything else that you'd like to leave the audience with, please, please do so. Or if there's anything that you know, perhaps I forgot or, or you wanted to mention about what you do, please do so. It's been an absolute honor. I do wanted to mention uh, to the audience that, you know, if you wanted to get more into Ayurveda, learn more about Ayurveda, myself and one of my uh, fellow dietitians, Purushpa Sandarajan, we have written a book called The Primer on Ayurveda, which delves deeper into Ayurvedic nutrition specifically. And we've talked a lot about, you know, the concepts of Ayurveda, different spices. We've talked about uh, different recipes and things. And this book, The Primer of Ayurveda, is available on Amazon. It is also, you can find that link on our website in the shop as well. Perfect. Yes, I was just going to say that. It's, I'm so happy it's on Amazon. It just makes it so much easier to get. So it's wonderful. Thank you. Thank you so much. Gauri, once again, it was an absolute pleasure and honor to discuss and 
just go back and forth on our passion and love for Ayurveda. I cannot thank you enough for the work you do. Cannot thank you enough for for being here on the call and providing the community with so much value. Thank you so much, um, Danny. The pleasure is mine as well. We hope this episode helped make your life simple. It would mean the absolute world to us if you share, subscribe, and let others know about the work we do here. Thank you. And join us next week on the Balanced Being Podcast with Guni Sodi.